The information in this program is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any illness or disease or injury. Consult a qualified health practitioner for answers to your personal medical questions. This is Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Are you or your loved one in pain, facing surgery, or taking drugs with no end in sight? Don't give up hope. Dr. Yardley has had success with thousands of patients who previously tried all kinds of different procedures, but to no avail. Patients come from around the world to right here in the Northwest to get treatment from Dr. Yardley. So listen and learn about his unique and natural methods and the possibilities for you. This is Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. I'm here with Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. Dr. Yardley, we haven't talked about this for quite some time, maybe never. Longevity. People, we, we all think people are living much longer than they used to. We have some pretty good historical evidence of that, right? Well, yeah, it's a very interesting subject that you bring up. Uh, and my question to you, just because I want to get a sense of what I think the general audience probably are thinking, okay. what do you think might have been the average longevity for humans prior to 1900? Let's say 1850, 1880, uh, taking out the Civil War, of course. Well, I, I think everything I've read was the average person was probably passing away sometime between 50 and 70, sort of in that 60-year range. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? Yeah. Well, I think most most of us, I certainly know that for most of my life, I thought that prior to 1900, we didn't have the advantages of antibiotics. We didn't have the right. medical drugs we got. We didn't have the marvelous surgeries. And therefore, uh, people obviously died sooner. So it was very interesting because uh, I was visiting a place called Versailles back in the 80s. Sure mid-80s, and Versailles is known for its artwork. And I was touring with a group, and we hit one particular gallery, and this particular gallery had uh, beautiful paintings of all of the French royalty from 9th, 10th, 11th, all the way through. Yeah, England has that too, the National Portrait Gallery. Yeah, and uh, and not only were the portraits, but it also had below it the year they were born and the year they died. Okay. At that point, I broke away from the group. I always have a calculator with me. So I was busy (laughs) starting to calculate how long these dudes were living for, you see. And, I mean, we're talking centuries of people, Uh and these, they were living to the 80s and 90s. Really? Yes. Yeah. Marie Antoinette. She got cut off a little short, and she, you know, she died earlier. Yes. But the rest of them. Now, keep in mind, the average population were dying, but they weren't dying because they didn't have antibiotics. They were dying because of wars and because of poor hygiene and things like that. You right. see. And so, as I started looking at that, I realized that longevity is really much less a function of our healthcare delivery system and the status of it, and it's more a function of our hygiene and our nutrition and uh, you know and the things that uh, that we do to ourselves and how well we take care of ourselves. Because obviously, royalty had access to the best food, they had access to the best accommodations, the best hygiene, and, right, and so on. Yeah, they and so had the, forth. the very best of all facilities. Their care was, you know. It's it's the way I think about, uh, frankly, the the president. You know, who mm-hmm. gets the best medical care in America? Pretty much the president of the United States and his immediate or her immediate family. As he should. So I was recently reading a book that was written. Uh, it's called Rethinking Aging, and it was written by a medical professor in, in one of the medical schools in Chapel Hill. And one of the points or contingents he made is that longevity for most of us is going to be 85 years plus or minus five years. Huh, hadn't heard that. So we're not going to really change longevity 
But what we can control and what is important for most of us is our quality of life. And a quality of life is a function of a number of things. It's a function of the food we eat, the exercise that we get, our mental attitude, and also the things that we choose to support us in creating health care. Now, one of the best-known doctors of all times was a guy by the name of Hippocrates. Sure. And he made a comment. He said, everyone has a doctor in him or her. We just have to help it in its work. That natural healing force within each one of us is the greatest force in getting well. So uh, here we've got Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine. Now, he was born in 460 B.C., and he died 370 B.C., this is three to four hundred years before the birth of Christ. How old was he when he died? Ninety. He was ninety years of age. That's amazing. Yes, and and so you, you see, longevity is it existed back then as it exists today. You see, so we look at healthcare uh, at the Yardley Institute from the standpoint of what does it take to really empower the body and and feed the body so that we can have the highest possible quality of life based on what that practice member or person brings with them when they come into the institute, you see. You mean you're not interested in dealing with uh, the symptoms, the aches, the pains, the things that people traditionally take to a doctor? Well, that is part of quality of life. Sure. And yes, we are interested in that. We like to see that stuff gone. But what we're not about is labeling and attacking it and then containing it. It's like high blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, it can cause uh, stroke. It can cause kidney damage. So you put on medication to bring it down. Okay. And, and f- for good reason. You would think that once they had it contained, they would then say, so now we've got it contained. Let's find out what's really causing it. Let's get it fixed and get you off the medication. They don't do that. That never happens. Right. That's the disease care approach. You see, the healthcare approach would take it further and say, now, let's try and find out what's really causing it. Let's correct it, if possible. And this is what we talk about. Quality of life is what it's about, not longevity. And it's all about the brain and body connection? It is for us. This this is what we bring to the table. Uh, There are other things, too. You have to eat right. You have to exercise regularly. You know, there's many other things that become part of that healthcare picture. And we're glad to advise and guide people in those directions as well, because we have the expertise to do so. But... That brain-body connection better be intact, otherwise, you know, uh, these things are just not going to happen. And if it is intact, once it's corrected, what do you have? At that point in time, the body's functioning at its highest possible level. Now, there can be permanent damage that's not going to change. You've got a missing arm. It's not going to grow back, you see. <laughs> so there can be permanent change. But let's at least stop that permanent change getting worse. Or if the best we can do is slow it down. That's what you're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio. Now more of Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back. I'm with Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. Dr. Yardley, in just a moment, we're going to talk to another doctor, Dr. Mark, who I guess he, he's a retired dentist and also pharmacist. Yes, he was a dentist in the uh, military for 26 years. Prior to entering dentistry, he was a, ph- a pharmacist. And do I understand that w- what were the things that he suffered from? Well, he was dealing with peripheral neuropathy, okay. which is a numbness that develops usually in the feet as a result of nerves dying, okay. uh, knee pain, and thumb and wrist problems. Now, had he seen anybody prior to, to seeing you? He was at the Mayo Clinic for a month. He went to John Hopkins and regrettably didn't get any improvement anywhere. In fact, in some cases, he said it made it worse. 
I think we need to find out what happened to Dr. Mark when he showed up on your doorstep. Sounds good. (laughs) Dr. Mark, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I've got Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. Hi there, Dr. Mark. Hi, how are you? Great. Doing good. So, Dr. Mark, tell me about what conditions you were dealing with uh, prior to seeing Dr. Yardley. I understand that there were some issues with, what, your lower back and some peripheral neuropathy? Yeah, mainly it's uh, from a lot of military service and overseas. Uh, mainly was first with the lower back, but in the last 10 years you could add a whole bunch of peripheral neuropathy of both feet. And then um, I had trouble with both wrists and both knees, and it was causing considerable problems sleeping at night. Were you somewhat skeptical when you went to go see Dr. Yardley? I was skeptical because I've been through everything before, and I didn't see any real results. What was your initial impression when you went and visited them at the clinic? He's very gentle. He's very experienced, and I felt, you know, I don't know where this is going, but uh, at least I feel very confident in him. We often talk with people about what the what the uh, treatment is like. Uh, some people say it was as if he didn't do anything. What was your experience, both as a doctor and patient? No, I felt he, I felt him do something. It's very gentle, though. It's just like he says, and just like he explained to me in the office, and like he says on his radio program, this doesn't hurt. You know, this is gentle. It's just... Exactly what he says. <laughs> so, immediate results? Uh, did you feel something right after the initial uh, effort, or or did it take a while? Was it gradual? What was your experience? Actually, it, it took a while. I felt something. I, I was surprised that I, I did feel something, but my condition didn't really change right away, no. But over a period of time, I gather that it did. What what was your experience there? Yeah, I felt he was doing something, and slowly but surely, you know, first I didn't pay attention. Then all of a sudden, I said, you know something, I am improving. It takes patience and time. So tell me about your improvement. Where are you at with the uh, with the back pain and the peripheral neuropathy? Back pain is about fifty percent better in the peripheral neuropathy in the knees. The wrists are okay. I go to the the gym. I do very light, but I still go to the gym, and I still swim a couple times a week, and uh, I sleep a lot better. Yeah, so I don't have to get up all night. And, and so you're, I gather the knee pain has been reduced uh, quite a bit? It's 80% the knees. The knees are ever really happy with. And, and even the peripheral neuropathy in both feet is at least 70% better. And the wrists are maybe 85% better because I actually use them every day. I use them normally now. Well, that must be very satisfying for you to be able to, I mean, obviously it's opened up your life again and allowed you to exercise and do things, or am I wrong about that? It's been wonderful. I, I tell you, I was really, I've tried everything before, from the Mayo Clinic to regular chiropractors, acupuncture, even prolotherapy. Nothing really helped much. One of the challenges... Slowly but surely, I'm getting better and better. One of the challenges, and you're a clinician yourself, and that is we seek to create a situation where the body is healing itself. We seek to create a situation where you're not dependent upon us correcting it all of the time. You're not going to find an expert like you anyway. It's just not... This is not a common specialty, you know, that you're going to find a lot of people doing it. And you've got the experience. So, you know, I put my trust in you. And that's what I do when I feel I got a really good doctor. And, and uh, I just said, 
you know, sometimes you get a little impatient, but I just said, I, I need to be patient, and, you know, I am improving, so let's go with it, and, and we stayed with it. That's really kind of you to say that, and, and that's my attitude, too. And when I go to a good clinician, listen to what they say, and try not to judge it too much myself. Dr. Mark, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Your story is uh, is really a, a fascinating one, and, and one that I, I think is very uplifting. Thank you for sharing it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to share this with people, really. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. An impressive story from Dr. Mark, Dr. Yardley, but it's not all that unusual, is it? It's not, but it is a compelling story. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio. Listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back with uh, Dr. Lee Yardley. It's Todd Herman. Um, we were chatting just before the show. You, you reminded me of a telethon. That's right. And, uh, Jerry Lewis. And I, my dad loved Jerry Lewis. So yes. I can remember sitting in the front room and watching the telethon every year. Mm-hmm. And it was always seeking a cure, always money for a cure. That's right. Uh, but you brought something up that hadn't occurred to me. Really. That's right. Yeah. Well, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. I used to love the old cowboy movies. Yeah. It was fun. But Jerry Lewis has, has, you know, bless his heart, has has every year come out trying to come up with a cure for muscular dystrophy. And probably all of our listeners can remember back in the 60s. Now, what are we at now? 2017? Mm -hmm. So that's what, 70 years that we've been trying to raise enough money to get a cure for muscular dystrophy. My question was, when do we get the cure? And if we haven't got the cure by now, is the solution really throwing more money at it? Mm-hmm. Now, these these um, uh, th- these programs which raise money, that money is used often to help the families it's, uh, th- that are suffering from it. And, and, and that's exactly what uh, – that totally support that completely. But I have to wonder if the money is being funneled in the right direction to get a cure. And if it, it is, why don't we have a cure now? Because that has now multiplied into a cure for breast cancer, a cure for this, a cure for that, you see. And um, we we don't ever seem to see the cures. We keep putting money into it, but we don't seem to see the cures. Maybe we should as a society be scrutinizing where that money is going and the direction that it's going in. Perhaps if it's looking at the disease care approach, which is really trying to put a label on it, attack it and try and get rid of it. Most of the time they can't. They can contain it. Or we need to switch over to maybe a more healthcare solution, perhaps change in lifestyle, or perhaps there's some other things that could be done or other approaches out there that are just not being looked at that might be able to deliver for us better results because clearly after 70 years, we're not getting any, any cures this way. Yeah. So it's funny. When you talk about that, um, I get this mental image of a pill bottle. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, that's what I see, or a syringe, yes, uh, or an operating room. So I, th- I think we've almost created a culture of medicine. That's right, right? Versus healthcare or versus behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that happen? How did we end up in a culture of medicine? Unfortunately, you're going to find that uh, yeah, medicine it does not function based on physiology. It functions based on pharmacology, and that's what controls it. Now, don't get me wrong. Drugs save lives at times. Wouldn't like to live in a world without them. Uh, but you're going to find that all of our healthcare system, uh, that we, the, the mainstream, is driven by drug companies and the money behind drug companies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, this, 
uh, you know, we might want to revise that look, explore perhaps expanding that approach and looking at other things and bringing other things in. And I know there'll be people that say that we're doing that, but the truth of it is the amount that's being done in that direction is minuscule compared to the amount that is being, you know, uh, pushed in the direction of sure. drug solutions. You know, there's a modern, um, I guess, comparison to or uh, metaphor for the Jerry Lewis telethon, which was the ALS, uh, the ice bucket thing. Exactly. People pouring ice buckets on themselves. This was amazing to me because ALS is not a common disease, and we all know it as Lou Gehrig's disease because the baseball player. And if you take a look at it, I think there are only about 5,000 people, there was only 5,000 people diagnosed a year with ALS. And since that ice bucket, it has jumped up to about 13,000 a year. I think it's more than doubled. Hmm. And it made me think of a book that I read years ago called The Secret. And the concept in The Secret was, one of the many concepts that they had in that book, was that if you get a lot of people thinking about something, you'll get more of it. And we have to wonder if maybe these telethons are getting a lot more people thinking about the disease. And instead of getting the cure that we're looking for, we're actually getting more of the disease. Well, and your philosophy, uh, Dr. Yardley, is uh, so different from uh, other people in the healthcare business. And I think you're in the healthcare business, right? As, yes. As opposed to the, med- the medicine disease care business or the disease care business. Yeah. Um, this philosophy that the body has the ability to heal itself, but that, that ability is sometimes interrupted. Correct. That, that just made instant sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just knowing that signals from the brain mm-hmm. um, are what signal the body, right? right. Um, how did you decide to make that your focus of your life? Well, it was it was real simple. First of all, it's inherent as part of my profession. The number of years I spent in practice, you know, um, 25, 30 years, I started seeing what was being done, how it was being done, and kind of honed down how we wanted to practice and what we wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's been, for me, like a, a big revelation because I think about the, the body heals, you know, it heals cuts, uh, mm-hmm. it heals allergies, right? Mm-hmm. But it all begins at the brain, right? Right, right. correct. And, and so in your practice, I know you've also, you know, uh, I, I've talked about the pain aspect and people experience this, but you have so many people who've come in and they view you as an addition to the gym or healthy eating, right? right. They view you as a prevention. Exactly. Uh, right? a, a attribute as well, correct? And we encourage that. We yeah. really encourage that. And we encourage people to get into the gym if they're not. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Car Radio. Now more of Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Before I say another word, I want to take a second to say thank you for sharing part of your day with us. I am here with Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. And Dr. Yardley, in just a couple of moments here, we're going to talk to Lisa, one of your patients. She has a fascinating story to tell about uh, just a sense of well-being, anxiety, and it tracks back to an injury she received some number of years ago. So let's get her on here and find out what her story is. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Dr. Yardley is here. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Dr. Yardley. So, Lisa, I want to kind of go back in time here a little bit. Can you tell us what started, where this all started for you? My understanding is there was a a concussion, and, and that led to some stuff. Tell us your story. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Um, for the last couple of years, I had been experiencing a lot of anxiety. My husband actually was a patient of Dr. Yardley's, and for years, I would say probably about four years, he kept telling me, you have to go and see him, you have to go and see him, because I had been, you know, going to psychiatrists and things like that to try to, you know, conquer this anxiety, and just nothing was working. Um, they wanted to just load me up with prescriptions, and that wasn't really what I wanted to do, so... Um, at the advice of my husband, came in and saw Dr. Yardley, um, just did a consultation to see what he could do to help me out. So now, how did this manifest itself in your life? Did you have any, like, physical ailments, things that you felt, maybe your neck, your upper back? What what kind of ha- was going on there? Issues with your back or headaches or anything like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So just as a result of the anxiety of it, itself, um, I was constantly feeling tension in my mid to upper back. Um, I was going for regular massages, which would help for a couple of days, and then we would come back. Um, and then I would say probably one of the most frustrating things was just I would have like constant, constant headaches, really just in the back of my head, you know, my eyes, stress headaches, and things like that. So, mm. Lisa, I have two questions for you. One, um, what caused you to hesitate or not listen to the wisdom of your husband? And two, <laughs> what motivated you to finally take that step? Honestly, just being stubborn, just feeling like how could something like that possibly affect the way that I'm feeling mentally? Um, to me, I thought it's psychological. It can't be physical. There's no way. Um, but you know, after trying everything else, and you know, I'm like, I have nowhere else to go. So that's what finally made me listen to my smart husband. So, Lisa, you finally got into Dr. Yardley. You did the initial consultation. You became a candidate for care. He did the first treatment with you. What was that like? It was actually a breeze, so I was a little bit concerned. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, Dr. Yardley had explained it pretty well, but, you know, just never having done it before, I wasn't sure. Um, but it was seamless. I mean, there was no pain at all. Um, you could barely even tell that anything was going on. And so after your initial adjustment and for some time after you're under treatment, when did you start noticing a change in regards to your anxiety and and that your that your complaints about your uh, your neck and your headaches and all of that? Almost immediately, actually. So I would say, you know, it took a couple of days um, for that, you know, kind of out of it feeling to pass. Um, but to be honest, I felt like I was already feeling like that a little bit anyway, just as a result of the anxiety. So it wasn't something that was, you know, interfered with my daily life or the ability to do what I needed to do. Um, but I would say that just after a few days, it started to go away. Um, and it's funny because now when I feel like I could potentially be out of place or anything like that, that the anxiety is the first thing I start to feel. <laughs> so. So I can recognize it right away just because of how quickly it actually disappeared to begin with. Well, let's talk about that. Where are you today? Let's talk about your neck and your upper back. How are they? How are your headaches? Great, actually. So I have really experienced almost no anxiety. Like I said, there there are some times where it starts to come back a little bit. And of course, now my first thought is I have to go back in to see Dr. Yardley because I'm out of place. <laughs> but um, the tension in my back is pretty much gone. Um, I treated myself to a birthday massage, and instead of having having them focus all on that one place, the middle of my back, it was it was nice just to be able to ha- you know relax as opposed to relieve that tension. But um, so yeah, the anxiety is virtually gone. The headaches are pretty much gone. So how's your quality of life these days? Much better, much better. Um, Aside from just the uh, anxiety and headaches and things like that, um, I just feel 
so much more alert. Um, I can concentrate better at work. I feel like I have more energy. Um, and just honestly, it, it's I feel like a different person. Um, there, the, the way that I even communicate with people has changed. Um, I, I feel more compelled to even just have open and honest conversations with people without that anxiety kind of taking hold of me and, and altering what I might want to say. Um, I, I mean, I, I do feel like it's it's truly a, like a, a life-changing experience. So, Lisa, what would be your advice to someone who might be dragging their heels? <laughs> I would say just be informed. Don't necessarily feel like you have to be, you know, if there's something that's bothering you from a medical perspective that you have to go see, you know, an MD and get pumps full of prescriptions, um, I would say just be informed and just give it a shot. I mean, there, you have absolutely nothing to lose. And have you appropriately apologized and thanked your husband for his wisdom? Actually, I got him back in there to see Dr. Yardley because he had been dragging his ah, heels for a couple she of did. years. Yes. <laughs> well, Lisa, it has been a delight to talk with you. Thank you so much for making time with us. Yes. Thank you very much, Lisa. Um, yes, of course. You, thank you for everything. You take care and have a good day now, okay? You too. Good talking to you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back. Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C. is here. And thank you so much for taking a little time out of your day to share it with us. Dr. Yardley, this next patient we're going to talk to, Lon, one of my favorite topics, mm-hmm. sciatica. Right. I've had it. Mm-hmm. You helped me with it. I've had it, too. You have. Yes, and, many years ago. And overall, this is something that you have a great deal of success with, right? Yes, we see many people with it, and it responds well. Well, let's talk to Lon. Lon, welcome to the show. Hi there, Dr. Yardley. How are you? Doing good. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, real quick, about nine years ago, I had sciatica pain. Went on for a couple of years, you know, went to standard chiropractors and things like that. And um, and I thought I wasn't going to walk again. I mean, it was just in my chiropractors and uh, stuff had just said there was not uh, really a chance that, that uh, they could do anything more for me. So I started going to other doctors, acupuncture, uh, physical therapy. And, of course, they ended up going to other doctors and wanting to do surgery on me. And... Um, I just was not into that surgery. I was like going, oh, my gosh, I've seen so many people be so harmed by surgery. At least subsequent to the surgery, they wouldn't be okay. So anyway, I just, uh, over the years, I had never heard of this before, but I just kept putting surgery off. I went to acupuncture and uh, went to physical therapy and that kind of thing. And that, of course, made me comfortably miserable. That's what I call it. Uh, So, you know, comfortable in my misery uh, dealing with having this sciatica pain in my basically down my right uh, right side and my right hip and that kind of thing after that i you know just uh, you know was like i say going along and all of a sudden i heard this dr yardley talking about the brain body connection and i was like you know over time and i i was a little bit skeptical at first but then i was like over time i was thinking you know this probably makes some sense you know i'm thinking hmm and so i i went ahead and uh Went in and, and did the uh, did the initial thing uh, in his office, uh, and uh, after that, I just sat there and thought about it, and went. Um, and of course, after his 
you know, after the first adjustment, I noticed something right away. So, and the one thing about your procedure is that it, it makes you realize that it needs very little intrusive, mani- I mean, there's no intrusive manipulations, tiny little exact movements to make that that connection happen. And it's just so amazing. You're just going, oh my goodness, how can this be? that I've waited this long or went, you know, 10 years without knowing about this. And although I'd heard about it before in terms of the Atlas, but I didn't realize it had such a detrimental effect when that was out of place. Mm. And so once that happens, you just, you just go, you're just, oh, wow, I can't believe this. You know, it's just, it just is, it's phenomenal. Lon, how long did it actually take for you to see the improvements? I noticed it right away, right after my first, um, I'm right up for my first uh, adjustment. So you notice changes right away. How did things evolve for you over the next few weeks and months? What happened? Uh, the next week and months, it just uh, gradually my sciatica got better. and My neck was, that, that whole thing was gone right away. I would say, I don't know what I told, uh, I don't know what my last uh, progressive exam was, but it had to be upwards of 90% or 95% or something like that. And um but my sciatica was gone, my neck issue was gone, and since then I've really had no problems other than a little bit of, you know, tiny bit of uh, right hip pain once in a once in a while. But uh, it's just been the, the whole thing has been phenomenal, and I just can't. I, in fact, I've I've actually described your procedure as non, you know, non-intrusive surgery from the outside of the neck mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> there's nothing, it's like it's this really exact thing that doesn't you know you feel like there's nothing that nothing that happened boy did something happen your procedure really intrigued me because i was thinking i i don't want to go the conventional route i've watched so many folks go the conventional route in their care and when you talked about you know per, i can't remember you call it disease something care rather than disease care yeah health care as opposed to disease care yeah, health care or uh, kind of preventative care rather than disease care, kind of foundational stuff, yeah. doing things that are foundational to your body and to your life that end up creating a much, much better life for you instead of going at it from, oh, okay, oh, that's what you got going on. Let's uh, treat that symptom and that symptom and that symptom and hope that these drugs will end up, uh, you know, masking the underlying issue and and your procedure unmask the underlying issue and 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 takes care of it you know it's like just goes boom it's like you just kind of go along and go oh my gosh i'm getting better and better and better Mm. and i i honestly thought i was not gonna back then i thought i wasn't gonna walk again that's wonderful lon what would you tell other people who are thinking about going in to see dr yardley stop thinking that you need to be intrusively manipulated, either through other types of chiropractic, other types of physical therapy, osteopathic, or, you know, or, uh, or up to and including surgery. You know, stop thinking that. Uh, I've seen several patients at Dr. Yardley's office who have had surgery and have spoken to two of them, and they've said, I said, wow, I said, why are you here? And they're like, because it's the only place I've gotten any relief. And I said, well, you had surgery. And they're like, yeah. I either wish I hadn't have done that or I wish I would have waited before I did that. And I totally agree. And now, because I was one of those patients that could have been, had I elected to do the intrusive route with surgery, I would have been completely unhappy because I would have thought, oh, my gosh, why did I do that? 
when I could have done this. That's what I would tell people. Lon's got quite a fascinating story, doesn't he, Dr. Yard? Certainly he does. You're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio. Now more of Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Here we are. We're back. Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C., is here with me. Dr. Yardley, in just a moment, we're going to talk with one of your patients. This one comes from my hometown, Bremerton, and I actually went to school with uh, one of her sons. And this is a unique case because she came to you with a diagnosis of Parkinson's. And this is a really fascinating story. So let's talk to her. Judy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Frank. Hi, Judy. Hi, Dr. Yardley. Wonderful to hear you again. So, Judy, you have quite the story for me. I understand that you got a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Please tell us that story. What happened with that? Well, I was told by my primary care physician that I he thought I had it, and he asked if I would see a neurologist. And the symptoms I had when I saw the neurologist were gait of walking was shuffling of a mm-hmm. Parkinson's patient. And I had that blank stare in my face. My balance was bad. My voice was soft. My hand was weak. And I had a tremor. I had um, trouble getting out of chairs. And I had my handwriting was atrocious. Mm. I was slow in thinking. Yeah. Now, this started after you had a hip replacement. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I had um, two years. Well, it'll be three years in in June that I had the hip replaced. Mm. I write one. So what did they offer you in terms of dealing with this? What treatment did they offer? How could they help you? The neurologist said you should go on the, the drug Cinnamet, and that will help weaken some of these symptoms. Mm, but it wasn't going to stop the condition. The condition was going to continue to advance. Correct. Did you do all the medications, or did you decide to go see Dr. Yardley? No, I, I heard that um, on the radio, and that's when I decided to call up for an appointment. I said, this lady can be relieved that much by having his treatment. It was worth a try because it's a downhill slide with Parkinson's. So you went to Dr. Yardley's office. What was your first visit like? Well, it was uh, doing testing they had to do to see if I qualify as a patient. And you did. You qualified for care. What was yeah, I qualified for a patient. There was hope in the horizon. And when Lee started his, uh, did his first treatment with you, what was that like? Did you find that he kind of jumped up and down on your back and it was very invasive and painful or what? No, okay. It was very gentle. I've been to chiropractors before. I've never had one like this. It's just very gentle working on the uh, cervical neck. So did you did you find uh, that there was immediate relief or, or did it take a while for there to be some kind of change or what kind of change did you see? About a month after the first treatment when they asked you now, how's this, how's this, how's this? And you think, oh my goodness, how much changed? Yeah, it was at that point you realized things were, were improving. Even though you may not have been aware of it, you started realizing things were changing. Yes. And slowly, people were watching me change mm. from that blank stare to a face of expression again. Isn't that neat? Yes. Oh, and and yeah. so eventually, you went back to see your neurologist. Is that right? Or your doctor? Was that your primary care? Yeah, I had an appointment, the third appointment with him on February 25th. And that's when he said, you don't even look like you have Parkinson's. Wow. I said, what did I look like when I came to see you? So he told me exactly what I looked like, which I described to you. Mm-hmm. Let me just clarify, Judy, so that for the listeners. So you had this shuffling walk, a problem with your gait. Is that gone? Yes. 
and you had trouble sleeping. How's that? Majority of the time, it's much better. Now, you had this kind of blank face look that we associate with Parkinson's. Did that change? That's gone. Completely. People notice that. They make statements. Oh, your face doesn't, you don't look like you have Parkinson's. Your voice sounds fine to me. How's your handwriting these days? Are you still dealing oh, with Oh, I can t- write now. And, and it, <laughs> are you, is lovely. Are you having hand tremors anymore? A little bit in the morning. And that's an improvement over what it was. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. You were also walking bent over, weren't you? Oh, I was. Yes. and it was he, like folding up at the middle. That's right. You were looking old before your time, but not anymore, right? <laughs> right. Your treatments have been fantastic. Judy, I have to ask you, um, if somebody came to you and said, you know, I've been thinking about this uh, Dr. Lee Yardley, D.C., what would you say to him? Would you go see him? I'm, I've been out recruiting people, telling you've got to go see Dr. Yardley and seeking out people to go see him that I know that at Parkinson's. I've got another character that I would like, not character, but person I would like to talk to. He's going to be a hard one to, to convince, but if he gets there to see Dr. Yardley, it will be quite a... I like the term character. That sounded good. <laughs> so, Judy, it sounds like you had a just a life-changing experience with uh, Dr. Yardley. W- w- has there been a difference in your life with the with all these symptoms uh, going away? Oh, well, yes. I've got control of my body again, which I was losing. You have a few children and probably quite a few grandchildren. Are you able to spend some quality time with them now and play with them a bit? Well, yes, much better. The kids have been very supportive. Well, congratulations. Judy, thanks for making the time to chat with us. Yeah, Judy, thank you very much. And it's been a pleasure taking care of you, and I look forward to seeing you in the office. Thank you so much for being where you are and who you are. It's it's my pleasure. Believe me, it's my privilege. Man, I am telling you, Dr. Yardley, Judy's story is just one of the most fascinating ones we've heard in, in the entire time of doing this show. Certainly you're not going to tell all of us that you can cure Parkinson's disease. Not at all. But it does not mean that if someone has a condition such as that, that there cannot be a significant improvement in the quality of life. And and all with realigning the body and the brain. Yeah, tapping into the body's inherent ability to heal itself. It's just uh, it's so intriguing, the impact that what you do at the Yardley Institute can have on somebody's life. Now, you're listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio. Thanks for listening to Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley. You can learn more about the Yardley Institute and listen to over 50 patients share their remarkable stories. Just go to YardleyInstitute.org. Tune in next Sunday for Restoring Health, Improving Lives Naturally with Dr. Lee Yardley on Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM.